Welcome to Love Wild. I'm Andrew May. And I'm Katie May. We are a community that explores how to love wild and live free. We're here today to talk about clarity. We're here to shoot the shit and be real. That sounds like something you're into. Let's go. I got some clarity. Just before the podcast? Well, from our soul work last week, which I actually did this morning, I got some clarity. Cool, man. Go for it. Well, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you can go back and listen to it. It's a good episode about do we really belong? And it just, I loved what we said about belonging because it was a slightly twist on it, I think, um, compared to what I normally think about belonging. Mm -hmm. So anyway, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But our soul work was to really consider how you're being called to bloom with abandon in your own life. And so I journaled on that. Yeah, with this wild abandon. Wild abandon. Yes. yes. Am I leaving out parts? Well, I think the wild is like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it matters. Yes, you're right. It does matter. Yeah. It does matter a lot actually. Okay. So I asked the question to myself, what does it look like in my own life to bloom with wild abandon? And I just kind of like had this little poetic time with myself, which I'm not going to read like every single thing I wrote. Cause it's, it's gotten quite long, but I am going to read this first little poetic part. Katie journals for hours. <laughs> it's how I get my shit out. Okay. So what does it look like to bloom with wild abandon? She is rooted in love and also honors the thorn to protect her energy and her growth. Her petals come in seasons, and when they bloom, they are juicy and open. She has a long blooming season, but when it's time, she releases her petals and allows the winter to come. She knows the birth-death-birth cycle, and she doesn't resist it any longer. She surrenders. She nurtures her roots. Even in winter, she is not dormant or dead, just resting and replenishing. She honors all of her cycles and flows with the moon. She does not fear the darkness, for she knows this is where the true magic happens. When it is time, her own unique time, she reaches toward the sun, allowing herself to bud with new life, new hope, new energy, and slowly begins to open again without fear or worry that she's doing it wrong. She lives in cycle to herself and the great mother. She blooms where she is planted. Damn. Yeah. That, that was powerful. You should put that in your book. It sounded like you wrote, read it out of a book. Yeah. It, it, that's why I journal so long mm -hmm. <laughs> because, because that, it takes that long for things like that to come out. Yeah. Well, and stuff like that doesn't come out every time I journal, but I think the practice of journaling it's, I mean, it's called the morning pages. If you've ever done the artist way, it's like part of the practice of like reconnecting with your creative spirit. And that's part of it is like journaling so much. So you can just clear out the cobwebs to allow space for things like that to come through when, it, when it's time. Yeah. I loved uh, a few concepts there the, the death rebirth, like resurrection cycles of the fact that like, that's what we go through as humans. And I think the great lie that we all buy into is that we're supposed to be okay all the time. And we're, we're not, we're just not like, if you are okay all the time, then 
I don't think you're doing enough. I don't think you're living much of an existence, really. I I think that life involves, you know, blossoming, blooming into something beautiful. And that may be not necessarily lasting forever. As we evolve, yeah, some of that withers away and it's replaced with new petals, with new life, essentially. And I think that that's what we've experienced over the last 15 years of marriage, over my lifetime. And specifically over the last couple of years, uh, it's interesting that we're talking about clarity today because I feel like when COVID came through, it put a big fog on a lot of things for me. It made things really unclear. It made it to where I was like, who am I? That was kind of a big COVID question. We did an episode on that and we had, you know, our whole trajectory of what we wanted for the podcast and like all these guests we were going to have on and all that. And then like this pandemic hits and you're like, what are we, we even had an episode I think called COVID. What now? Like, what do we do now? It was like maybe eight episodes in 10, about 10 episodes in something like that. And it was just like, yeah, a couple months into us being podcasters for the first time, it was like, what the fuck do we do now? <laughs> what do we do as parents? You know, what is this quarantine thing? Do we have to wipe down our groceries? Like all this weird having to overanalyze every single decision. And we've had to do that with like Disney. We we put off doing a Disney trip two years in a row because it was like, you know, we this is super unclear. And I think coming out of COVID, I'm getting more clarity on what I want in my life and what I don't want in my life. And so like, I want to delve into a little bit of that today, but I wondered too, if that's happening for other people. So like our listeners, I wonder if you are feeling more clarity. I was talking to a buddy of mine and uh, he said he has mucho clarity right now. Uh, He's just feeling very clear on his life path. And that's kind of how I feel as well. I don't know if it's related to what we've shared in the last couple of weeks, uh, just about, you know, us almost ending our marriage, us almost losing our marriage, my sexuality, all of that. But like being open and allowing those petals, those rose petals to be seen uh, has made me feel like I don't have to hide a part of myself anymore. I don't have to feel shame. I don't have to withhold from displaying that to others and to myself. It's almost this grand gesture of you love yourself enough that you know that if someone says something nasty to you about it, it's okay. Like it's not going to harm you. You've done the work. Yeah. I mean, I think in order to get clear on yourself, what you desire, the path you want to take, how you want to be in relationship, how you want to parent, whatever, whatever life bringing brings you or is bringing you. I think you have to, you have to ask the hard questions of, you know, who am I and how do like, not who am I from the, from the eyes of who do people want me to be, but who am I deep, deep down? Like, who is my wild soul? What is my wild soul calling to me? What is, what is the purpose of this lifetime? What am I here to bring to this life? And 
that takes time and effort and energy and being open to it takes a lot. And so I think that's why a lot of people don't do, they don't get clarity because they don't want to go into the discomfort of deconstructing in order to really build the life that they truly want to live. And and so I, I'm curious if you have like thoughts about that, but that's my perspective on clarity. Yeah. I feel like that that is accurate, but it's hard. Like I don't, I don't want to be in a place of turmoil, which is where I've been for the last six to eight months. Honestly, it's like, is my mental health okay? Like I, I quit Taekwondo, which I was, I was super into. I quit going to that because it was just my mental capacity to handle things was I could only focus on so many things at once and I really needed to do the work of dealing with my quote unquote demons or dealing with what was coming up for us. And it's not pleasant. Like I understand why someone would be like, no, I don't want to uncover that. I think people know, like we've talked to people recently who are like, yeah, like I, I know what I need, but I'm not sure that I actually want to allow that into my life because things are going pretty well right now. You don't want to pile on, especially when there's like a possibility of another world war. There's like, you know, inflation, like we've never seen before. Um, there's, you know, a pandemic that's been going on for a while. It's, you don't necessarily, I can understand why someone would be like, no, I just don't want to go there. But I find that when you do go there on the other side, you find so much clarity. You find a lot more purpose in your life. Like my life feels more purposeful now. I feel more clear on just where you and I are sexually, where our marriage is, um, where like things I want to do within my business. Whereas for a while it was just like, trying this, trying that, or just not doing anything, just kind of sitting on the sidelines and being like, I I just don't have the energy for this thing right now. Yeah. I mean, it can be so overwhelming. I think that's partly why people don't begin the journey to clarity and authentic living is because it is a lot to think about and consider and you know, it also requires you to let go of, to release the pedals of limiting beliefs and old stories and old ways of being that you don't don't have any guarantees about how people are going to respond to that. And it is probably going to disrupt some things depending on, you know, who your family system is. And, you know, even within our marriage, I feel like as we've both kind of pushed beyond some of the limits that we initially had or the belief systems we've had, like it's made each of us uncomfortable at different points. Yeah. You know, it's made me uncomfortable when you decided to leave Christianity and, you know, even you starting your own business like that made, there was some discomfort there. Cause mm-hmm. it, there's like, what does this mean? And how do we work through this and how do we operate? And you've gotten uncomfortable with my evolution sometimes with, mm-hmm. you know, leaning into the spiritual path, starting my own business, like fears around that. So I think it's, it's a lot to consider when you are 
moving toward a path to try to get clarity for yourself, if you're constantly wondering what everybody else is going to think and is it going to make this person mad or is it going to make this relationship strained? And I think there comes a point and I'm still sort of like feeling this out myself, but I think there comes a point where you have to decide is your authentic happiness worth more than the risk of making somebody else unhappy with you or uncomfortable with you? Mm-hmm. Because essentially, if you're not following your true north and your true path for the sake of fear that somebody else is going to judge it or not be in relationship with you, then you're essentially saying, I'm just going to keep making myself small in order for other people to be more comfortable. Yeah. and. As we're thinking about this in terms of this rose metaphor, it makes me think of like roses have layers and a lot of times, you know, as roses are starting to bloom or bud, they, they open up more and more. And if you restrict that from, from, if you restrict yourself from opening and allowing yourself to grow in that regard, a lot of those like inner petals that, that we keep hidden remain hidden. So like some of those petals that are further on the inside, which, you know, are some of the things that I've recently been like, I'm going to share those petals. I'm going to Mm. allow the world to see them. I think there's petals on there that you can get rid of, you know, maybe some of the outer petals that have been there for a time that aren't serving you any longer. But I think that part of what happens for people is they want to keep those inner petals hidden from the world. And that to me, it's fine if, if that's what you want to do, but I've found so much growth and evolution for myself in digging deep, discovering those petals for myself. Like I didn't even really know about some of those petals that were there for me. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you can discover that through therapy or through hard questions or through conversations, through leaning into, the nudges leaning into what makes you different and eventually finding out things about yourself that you may want to share with others and share with the world. And so that I think the whole, this whole rose concept is really beautiful just because of like the fact that the more we're willing to open up and like be open to ideas. So like if I'm closed off to, your spiritual practice, I'm going to miss out on the possible benefits of what can be seen from that or what I can learn from that. I don't have to adhere to your spiritual practice. I don't have to fall in line with what you're saying is the way, you know, for you, that's your way. Um, but I feel like you can miss out on a lot if you stay closed off to things, including in the bedroom, like sexually, if you're like, nope, not going to do that. Not going to try that. Not going to, you can have this stale or stagnant relationship with Mm -hmm. others and with yourself. Yeah. And so I think that brings me to also getting clarity for yourself requires you to be in a safe space and if you're not currently in a safe space, I think that's where you start is figuring out what do you need to feel safe to explore more deeply and more openly? Because so often when we aren't feeling safe, like we're going to automatically stay closed. We're going to automatically push away the things that 
challenge us or make us uncomfortable because we aren't in a safe space to explore that. So I think if you're, if we're, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have like a relationship, I feel like I can really be myself in, or I don't know myself enough to fully trust even myself at this point. I think that's where you start to get some clarity is what would make me feel safe within myself and then within my relationships to explore this mm-hmm. more deeply. Yeah. And I, I think, I don't know how everybody else is, but I know for myself that I can avoid things very easily. There are a million ways to avoid sitting with yourself. You know, like uh, you can go watch any number of things on your phone or on any one of the streaming services. You can distract yourself with work. You can distract yourself with, you know, good things like family or vacation or whatever, but doing the dishes. Yeah. (laughs) You can distract yourself very easily, but I think that we've found a lot of clarity in sitting with ourselves, even if there's like an unsettling and you know, kind of in the back of your mind, like if I sit with myself, some shit's going to come up. I'm just going to avoid it. Like try not to do that. Try to be more of a place of like, what can I learn from this? If something does come up, it doesn't have to shatter me. It doesn't have to shake me to my core. What's there to like approaching ourselves and approaching uh, clarity and sitting with ourselves with curiosity. Uh, So for instance, I was on a run this morning and you know, my thought was to just like, keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop. Just keep going. But like something in my mind told me to just stop and be by the, like, just be, just be by the Creek for a little bit. And it was great. It was probably my favorite part of the whole thing. And, you know, I think, I, I think that in order to find clarity, we have to be able to like, listen when those things come across, mm-hmm. when, when those things come our way, similar to the nudges that we've talked about before there, your mind has this way of not course correcting, but just like saying like, Hey, what about this? What about these things? Like, you know, try sitting with yourself for a second. Yeah. As you're talking, like, I think my mind works in like C's because I don't know. I've just, I've, as I've been working on things in my business, I've noticed like a lot of the pillars and like contexts of things that I come up with or like want to create start with C's C words. <laughs> so as you were talking, I, th- I think you said this, but I just wanted to like, if people need like a little framework, cause I'm, I need framework a lot of times. I feel like what you just kind of said is the initiation of finding clarity in your own life is about curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I would add to that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connection for sure. Yeah. Like curiosity and connection, I think are the two starting places of building clarity in your own life, connection to yourself, building that safety, really like sitting with yourself and then curiosity about what's in there and what's coming up for you and what's around that maybe you've been resistant to, or maybe you've been pushing away Often I found it's those very things that I resist most that I actually need to dive into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And other interpersonal relationships, friendships, things like that, that curiosity plus, uh, what did we say? Connection. Connection, peace leads to clarity because if you have people who are, you know, coming at things from a place of like 
I'm going to try to fix this or change this. Like if you say, if you have a real cush job and you're like, I'm going to quit and uh, start my own business, you might have people not coming to you from a place of curiosity. They're, they might come from a place of fear. And when you come from a place of fear, you don't end in clarity. It just ends in confusion, honestly. And we've experienced that. It's, it's not fun. And it's often, it often comes from within. It often comes from with, with people who are close to you because of how it quote unquote affects them. And, you know, I think that the solution to that is with your own self, you can't control the way other people respond to you, but you can with other people, you know, emulate that or, or show that as like a, a way of being curiosity towards others with, mm-hmm. with the things they are wanting to do. Um, you know, so modeling, that's the word I was looking for is like, you can model curiosity to mm-hmm. other people who don't really do it very well. Yeah. I mean, I think something I've learned in the work I do as a nurse is how to lead with curiosity because so often in healthcare, especially like you go see the doctor and most clinicians don't like start with like, tell me where you're at. Tell me your story. It's like, let's cut to the chase. Let's get to like why you're here and like what you want me to do for you. And I've found with everybody that I meet, not just patients, but like clients, people that I'm just meeting on the street. It's like, if you just ask them, like, tell me where you're at in your life right now, or what's your story? Or my favorite one is like asking couples, like, how did you meet? Like, it's so interesting to watch the guard just fall down so easily. If we start with curiosity versus like a more probing, like, I think there's a difference between. Why would you do that? Yeah, like between curiosity and questioning, I guess. There's a difference. Yeah. 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 One feels like you're being interrogated. Like they they want you to say something to where you'll slip up or to where you'll realize that it's a really dumb idea. And the other feels like you genuinely care about. Mm you know, figuring out why this is important to me. I think that's the difference that I've discovered. Yeah. Like list, like curiosity is really like listening to understand and questioning is just like, let me try to get to, to my point faster. Right. And so I think it's just interesting to kind of watch yourself in, even just in relationship to you and how you're showing up and asking yourself those questions and being curious. Cause I think What I've realized too, what keeps me from clarity sometimes is when I am being harsh on myself and I'm not being curious with myself. Mm -hmm. And I think we can front like we have clarity. So like the fake it till you make it, which can serve purposes sometimes. But the idea around curiosity is that you don't know. So like clarity for clarity's sake or clarity for like flexing, like you have it all figured out is it's kind of prideful. It's a little bit, um, it's just not going to serve you. It's not going to help you. So staying curious, uh, staying like the monkey, George, you know, like he's, he's, those books are hilarious because he is just so like curious about how things work. He wants to understand them. He's 
he doesn't know. And he fucks it up a little bit along the way. (laughs) So like, that's a good analog for us because it's like, you can realize, and we all need this permission, but like we, we need to remind ourselves that we don't have to know. We, you know, like Mm. within a marriage, it's like, oh, you've got 15 years of experience. You should know all the things. It's like, no, we just don't. We're still trying to figure this thing out. Eight years as a business owner, uh, you know, and photographer, like, you should know all these things. Like I'm still figuring out good systems and stuff eight years in, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's, if we ever get to the place where we think that we have it all figured out, then we're messing up very badly. We're, if we're no longer curious, then we're fucked. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we need to like die curious. (laughs) Like live curious, die curious, because we will never know everything. Sounded like bi curious. <laughs> hey, maybe I'm bi curious. <laughs> we're we're all a little bi curious, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I think that is really it is be a seeker. Seek to understand, seek to hear others' stories, listen to understand, listen to your own intuition, your own knowing and refuse to get comfortable or so sure of yourself that you think you know it all. Cause we don't and we never will. Yeah. So my hope is that through curiosity that we can all come to a better place of clarity because it, it feels good. Like I feel like I'm in a really good place. I know there's been episodes we've recorded where I'm like, I hate that I am recording this. I hate the sound of my voice. I hate putting this out to the world because I sound like I want to put a bullet in my brain. Like I just sound like someone who is depressed and doesn't care. Listening back to some of our stuff in the thick of winter or like even in the fall, I was just like, dude, I really don't feel like putting this out to the world. But that's, it goes back to what you were saying about the rose and the cycle. It's like, you're not always going to be in this clarity cycle. You're not always going to be in a depression cycle or a always on top. Everything's going great for me. It's, you know, it's the seasons of life. It's the cycles of life. So yes. Um, yeah, I don't personally have, I can't think of any, uh, soul work, but if you've got something, then you can throw it at us. I mean, I think you could just even ask the question of how can I live more curious? Mm -hmm. That's good. And see where it leads you. And I also want to share a little offering I have coming up. So yeah, I am going to be leading a three-day online course coming up May 12th through 14th called In Full Bloom. So if any of this resonates with you and you want to go a little bit deeper, we're going to be doing some work around releasing the petals, rooting in your own sacred wellness, and blooming with wild abandon in purpose and pleasure. So you can sign up at the link. Um, We'll link it in the show notes. Um, And we'd love to have you join us. Um, It will just be me, I think. Andrew doesn't know anything about this (laughs) because it's kind of like hot off the press. But it's, um, I think it's going to be a really beautiful time of just connection and curiosity and hopefully some clarity. Boom. There you have it. Thanks everyone for going on this journey with us. Stay wild. Cheers. Peace, y'all. 
If you are continuing to dig these episodes, you can write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed or following the show by hitting the plus symbol in the upper right-hand corner. If you want to connect with us, follow us on Instagram at Love Wild Collective. Thanks so much for listening. Your story matters.